everyone, my name is Emily Escorcia. I'm your host, and you guys are tuned in to Talk About It. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning back in. As always, I'm your host, Emily Escorcia, and I wanted to first off say Happy fucking New Year. What a wild ride. 2020 and the start of 2021 really have been no joke. Today is going to be a little bit more informal. I have a lot on my chest right now in regards to how everything is going on and how we should move forward as a community and as individuals, but more specifically, how we set our goals moving forward. And I'm not just talking about New Year's resolutions. If you do them, that's great, but I believe in constant goal setting, and when you reach your goal, you make a new one. I also want to discuss radical acceptance and moving on from something that really eventful has happened in your life. Oftentimes, we hear that as letting go. But some things we don't really let go of. We just carry them in different ways and we move forward with our productivity and our lives just in general in a healthy mental state. But with respect to everything that's going on, I think it's necessary to maybe equip you guys with some tools of how to kind of deconstruct, decompress and move forward with sanity. The first thing I'd like to do is address the gratitude I have and most of you should have in regards to the year that has just passed. The fact that you have the ability to listen to this on a smart device, possibly pay the bill for that smart device, or even have a roof over your head during times like these, it's really important to at least just take a split second and say, I appreciate how my life is. I appreciate all the struggle that I've gone through because it has made me stronger and also more equipped for other turmoil that might happen in the future. And also 2020 has been good to a lot of people. They have been able to have some sort of mental clarity, even some sort of opportunities in their life that may not have presented themselves under other circumstances. And of course, there is definitive loss, tragedy, and horrible things that are going on right now and throughout all of 2020. That is inevitable throughout any year of any course of history. However, what we are experiencing now is definitely a wave of some pretty monumental events, a pandemic, another economic recession, job losses. There have been racial disparities, riots in the streets, all these different things that are going on that are important to not only address, but also to say we are living through something that is bigger than ourselves and we can either let it make us or break us. Getting through 2020 and everything that we have gone through as a community recently is a feat in itself. And that is something that everyone here should recognize. The fact that you're here and listening, and trying, and working hard, that is deserving of a pat on the back. But now, what do we do? How do we move forward? 2021 is already off to a rocky start. In the time that I took off from the podcast, I was also on vacation from my full-time job, and I was very 
very, very glad to be relaxing and observing when a lot of people cannot say the same. I'm blessed. I'm not going to deny that. However, as I observe some of the conversations that have been going on around the end of 2020 and the beginning of 2021, it's frankly very unnerving. I'd love to sit here and give everyone a communication lesson in regards to just dealing with all this bullshit. Really, it's all bullshit. And everyone is very heated for different reasons, Um, some valid, some not. But at the end of the day, I've seen a lot of ignorance being pushed, a lot more of the polarization that everyone complains about instead of simply acknowledging arrogance as arrogance, ignorance as ignorance, education and move forward. Whether you support the right or the left is irrelevant. The one-sided narratives that are pushed are constantly destructive to communities to the conversation, and even to finding solutions that would best suit everyone. We cannot be closed-minded or close conversation when we are addressing people that may or may not be helpful to us in certain situations, and whether or not we like it, they exist. Getting rid of them is not, is not even an option, and it shouldn't be in your head to begin with. The idea that you are going to be able to change anyone around you is absolute lunacy. You can only control and change internal behaviors. And in order to truly make an impact, you have to serve from a place of example and education. The further you push opinion pieces and the further you push one-sided narratives that speak nothing but volatile communication you are the problem. None of it is okay. And the way that we talk about it is also not okay. When you are fighting for a particular issue or concern, you should be doing it from a place of good, not from a place of malice. The same can be said when you're pushing to educate those around you. If you're trying to put them down because you think they're shit humans, then you are also part of the problem. If you are educating them because you legitimately believe that they don't know the information that you're about to share and you want them to be more educated, more open-minded, then you are educating from a place of good. The community as a whole does not benefit from violent communication, violent behavior, and or violent leaders. There is no ifs, ands, or buts about it. From here, we also have to move with acceptance, not because we accept bad behavior, but because we accept that bad behavior exists and we cannot change every single aspect of it. We can do everything in our individual power to make sure that we do not accept that behavior. We teach those around us to be better and we continue to push for government agencies and leaders who believe the same way we do. However, Radical acceptance also means that you have to accept the ignorant as ignorant because once you understand that they are choosing not to listen to you, you need to walk away. I also don't want you guys to take this as a sign to move on from the matter at hand. The situation is still concerning. However, You don't need to engage in violent conversations and violent behavior in order to make sure that your passions are heard. 
And that is what I need you to focus on. It's easy to say, well, Emily, explain white nationalists. They are basically white Nazis who want the entire black and brown community wiped off the map. Yeah, they exist. Absolutely. I'm not denying that. But you also have to remember that the same people that you think are crazy and you can't possibly understand how they think, they were raised by people who think like them. They were raised in a community that thinks like them. They were raised to believe that hate is the answer. And so just as these people were raised throughout their lives in ways that we do not agree with, We also have to push the narrative of love and acceptance of your life as an individual is different from mine. I have to meet you where you are. I can't pull you directly into my line and corner of the spectrum. That's not how it works. There are going to be tons and tons of people who disagree with you along the way of your entire life. You should engage in these conversations so that you can have more open-minded views yourself and also educate others around you that think differently than you because you have a shared experience in this life, but you don't live the same type of life. If you want someone who lives differently than you to think the way that you think, you have to find a way to get them to understand what you're saying through their frame of reference and their lens on the world. Every single person in this universe has a lens and they hold it up to their head every time they make a decision. Their lens contains their experience of their entire life, the way that their parents raised them, where they went to school, everything they were taught from how their siblings are raised to whether or not they had black kids in their classroom. Everything is different and individual. With that in mind, if we want to find common ground and make people see things the way that we see them, then we need to find a way to communicate it in a way that they understand, not in a way that they will immediately reject and push away as some sort of defense strategy. Everyone in this world is walking around like they are defending something that they believe in. Now we can get real specific and use everything that I just said in terms of the past three weeks of events that have happened. But I really want to speak in terms of general communication, interpersonal communication. If you have a conversation that you need to have that is super important, and the person is just not listening to you, does not agree with you, is pushing you away, you need to find a way for them to be open to dialogue. And that is only going to happen when they feel safe. They don't feel they need to be defensive. They can listen calmly and not react. What usually helps in these types of conversations is coming into the conversation with understanding of that person's frustrations. Yeah, I know. Easier said than done. When you're the one who's frustrated, pissed off, or emotional, and you then have to be considerate of the other person's feelings. But realistically, that's how you get the job done. It's easy to get caught up in 
the anger or frustration of it all and say, I shouldn't have to explain myself. It should be self-explanatory. It should be obvious that I, I don't know, deserve a raise and I shouldn't have to go into my boss's office and explain why I'm valuable. But the reality is their concerns are going to be financial and they are going to be wondering, why should I put more money in this employee? It's a general question. No need to get defensive. And then you have to answer and plead your case as to why you are valuable as an employee and deserve more money because of the investment that you have already returned to the business and the one that you'll continue to return if you get a bigger raise. Now, do you think you're going to get a raise if you go on Twitter and you say, fuck this job, fuck this boss, this company sucks, and I hate it here? Or do you think a basic conversation with sitting down with your boss and explaining your terms and why you believe that you are valuable and getting the straight answer is more logistically possible? The other thing to consider is not every answer that you want is going to turn out the way you want it. You may go into that conversation with understanding, with legitimate concerns, with a perfectly sound argument as to why you are valuable, and your boss may still turn around and say, no, I'm not going to give you a raise. And so that is where your character lies. Are you going to turn around and continue to grumble and suffocate yourself in this job that you know you are not happy in? You deserve a raise and your boss has turned down. Or are you going to apply to other jobs? Are you going to have a second meeting with a boss? Are you going to possibly do other things like take courses within your business to learn more and be even more valuable than the first meeting? What are your options? How are you going to weigh them? Are you going to then result to violence, destruction, and anger? And I know not everything is so black and white. Not everything is asking for a raise. Sometimes your boss is literally the difference between you and being homeless. Sometimes the conversation is more heated and sometimes it's more emotional. There's definitely different scenarios. But as far as general interpersonal communication goes, practicing radical acceptance of This person is who they are. They feel a certain way and they think a certain way because of X, Y, Z. And I am who I am. I think a certain way and I am who I am in this present moment because of X, Y, Z. Meeting them in that reality and conversing in a way that is mutually beneficial. That's how you can move forward for successful conversations. This destructive communication, ignorant, lack of education, pushing an agenda left and right, and blaming everything and anything except for your own behavior. I've seen people blame the media. I've seen people blame Trump. I've seen people blame Black Lives Matter. I've seen people blame everything except the fact that we are all human, fucking up left and right. And we all have to have conversations together in order to make mutually beneficial changes to the community. And as I've mentioned in previous podcasts, you need to know your own boundary. Where do you draw the line? Because there are definitely going to be people on the other end of these conversations that are destructive, disrespectful, violent, and you need to know when to walk away. You need to know when it's not worth your time. 
you also need to know that this person needs to have either other tactics of communication that will be efficient or is not worth communicating with any longer. At the same time, you need to reflect internally. Am I being closed-minded because somebody disagrees with me or am I legitimately affected because this person is being disrespectful to me as an individual? A lot of times things do feel very personal because it is something that concerns us and is very deeply rooted in our passions. However, somebody disagreeing with you isn't always going to be a personal attack. It is going to be a different frame of reference and like I mentioned before, a different lens. You need to try and understand that in order to move forward with these conversations and that is the level of acceptance that's necessary to move forward with sanity when any catastrophic thing happens. You should not accept disrespect but sometimes your neighbor just doesn't agree with you and it is okay to let them live their life as your neighbor and not allow them into your home. You can stand for what you believe in without oppressing others in the process. If what you believe in requires oppression, then you are on the wrong side of history and that is just a fact. Now, as we move forward into 2021, I know that it's already been a roller coaster, but if you go into the year with your goals aligned, then it's very rare that any year will be that bad. Catastrophic events and unforeseen circumstances, for example, a pandemic or a sudden death, those are inevitable. And just as we practice radical acceptance with people, we need to practice radical acceptance with events and things that happen out in the natural world. This means that when something terrible does happen to you in your life, and it will, unfortunately, at some point in your life, you will experience something really terrible that's going to change your life. When they do happen, you have to place yourself in a sense of reality. Easier said than done, but I'm pointing you in the right direction. One motto that I like to live by is... If you can control it, why worry? And if you cannot control it, why worry? At the end of the day, if there are things that you can do and steps that you can take to alleviate your stress or to get to the goal in mind, why are you stressing yourself out? Do what you need to do in order to make these things tangible. And at the same time, if there's nothing you can do and it's going to be stressful no matter what, Why are you adding additional stress to your life when the event is completely out of your hands? You cannot do anything about it and you just have to kind of roll with the punches. I know, easier said than done. And I keep repeating this because I want you guys to know that it is not something that you can just flick on in a switch. You need to practice this in order to get better and become more fluent in this type of self communication, internal (laughs) communication. These types of conversations that you have to have with yourself need to occur pretty often. And so it's really important that you practice these types of behaviors on a regular basis. Anytime something stressful happens in your life, you need to accept whether or not you can control it 
and plan out the steps necessary in order to alleviate whatever anxiety this is bringing you. For all my babes with really high anxiety, possibly even anxiety disorder, it is important to note that the very first step that you should recognize is your safety and realize whatever is stressing me out cannot harm me or my safety right in this very moment. Whatever is concerning me is something legitimate, but I can take steps towards it in order to make it more manageable. Talk to yourself in very specific terms. Give yourself detailed goals along the way so that you can feel that you are managing your stress levels in small steps. And a huge disclaimer, stop comparing your life to literally everyone else around you. Social media is fake. All of it. Even the most real of people. I put my silliness on the internet and I promise you I still use filters. Okay? We all need to get a grip of our own reality. Stop living in this fantasy world of ifs and buts and what would have happened or look at such and such person and how they are so much more evolved than I am for whatever reason, whether they have a house, whether they have a baby, whether they're married, they're engaged, whatever. Their life is completely different than yours. Completely different. The person who bought a house, they might have helped help from their parents. They might have been saving money for 20 plus years that you don't know about. They might have been literally pouring their entire life savings into that house and you don't know that. Meanwhile, you have life savings going towards an education or a car or a child. It could be anything. Your life is different for a reason. Every single person in this universe is unique. Whether it's good or whether it's bad, every single person in this life is different. Your goals are individual. Your stresses are individual. Your anxieties are individual. The things that stress you out, the things that you're picturing in your mind as I talk on this podcast, they're completely different than the things that I picture. And that's okay. And that's totally normal. The same goes for everyone's life being in different stages at the same age in the same time frame during a pandemic. It's okay. Give yourself a break. And everybody at some point probably points the finger and says, I wish I had blank. But look at your life. Look at it. Really, look at it. You're listening to a podcast of a millennial girl who is literally sitting Indian style on her bed. Come on. Relax. Take a breather. Yeah, 2020 has been plenty fucking stressful. 2021 seems to be on the same page. And that's why I want all of you to come to terms with your own individual realities. Make goals for your individual life. Because if you look at the big picture and you think of all the stresses the entire universe can throw at you, you're going to overwhelm yourself. Because guaranteed, not all of those stresses are going to affect your individual life. Focus on your passions, focus on your concerns, your goals, your family, your loved ones, and move from there. As we move forward towards 2021 and what everything that has been going on can bring us, we need to be realistic 
and also be optimistic. Don't be afraid to have really high hopes for your life. Don't be afraid to tell yourself that you're going to accomplish really great things. Just because the world in general looks a little bleak, and it does, it always has. Let's be real. The world is rough. Life is hard. There's always going to be these terrible imbalances that we have to tackle on a regular basis. What exactly am I passionate about? What exactly are my goals? What do I care about as a human being? What do I want to do with my future? In a picture-perfect world, what does my future look like? These types of questions are the types of questions you should be asking yourself on a regular basis and definitely anytime you're setting goals for yourself or for your family. My father used to say something like, you are a true failure if I ask you what your goals are and you don't have an answer rather than if I ask you what your goals are and you have failed several times. You can live as a free bird and have this open mentality and be quote unquote enlightened. (laughs) But if you're not doing anything with your life as far as direction, you're failing. You're living aimlessly. You're collecting a paycheck to spend it. You aren't investing in yourself, in your life, or even in your future. And that is the true failure. Setting a goal and falling short or continuing to push for it for a lot longer than you were expecting, that is not failure. That is someone who has tenacity and determination to make something happen. And it's going to take a lot of work to get there. The idea that you're going to set a goal and you're going to have it even guaranteed within 12 months is kind of unrealistic and also depends on the goal. I can have a goal to lose five pounds and that might be in three weeks. I can have a goal to lose 50 and that might be in three years. It doesn't matter what your time frame is on an individual basis. What matters is that you have something that you are driving towards. Another thing to apply is radical acceptance of yourself. Self-love also very heavily deals with self-acceptance. And that self-acceptance is another form of radical acceptance. I am who I am in this very moment. And I do specify in this moment because I genuinely believe that any person who is successful is constantly growing and your evolution will be different depending on where you are in your life. But that self-acceptance and self-love is loving who you are right now. Not just the picture-perfect version of yourself that you see being successful in the big house with the big checks and the big cars and whatever your dream life looks like. That's not the only version of you that's worthy. That's not the only version of you that is worth accepting as a person. And so that's why you need to set goals with your current self in mind and love your current self. Any goals that you set should be with self-love, never self-hatred. You shouldn't want to lose weight because you look ugly. You should want to lose weight because it's for your health and for your best interest. You should want to run a marathon because it's always something that you've dreamed about, not because you think you're fat and lazy. 
you should pursue an education because, again, this is something that you're interested in, not just because you think you're an uneducated person for not having a degree, which is also false. All these different things where the mental voice, that negative feedback is crucial. And again, that violent communication that I mentioned in the beginning, it's absolutely directly applicable to yourself. And so if you're doing that on the outside, I can only imagine that you're doing it on the inside and that's not healthy. Your homework today, guys, is to set goals with love in your heart, practice your nonviolent communication and practice radical acceptance. In the end, it will benefit the community. So I'm here for it. And you can find me on social media at Emmy the Writer or at Talk About It with Emmy for the podcast page. I'm on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. I believe I'm on Google Podcasts. Share it with your friends. Share it with your family. I would love to hear feedback from you guys. And I can't wait for the next episode. Vacation time is over. 2021 came with a vengeance and so did we. Have a great day, guys. Thank you again for taking time out of your busy schedule to be here with me. Peace out. Mm -hmm.